Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Hey there, it's Timmy Manor and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight, like he does, it's a Benjamin yep. George Little. Yeah, it's good to be here. <laughs> I'm glad I let you middle name, mate. Thank That's you. great. Yeah, I'm going to keep good. using that. Hey, our special guest this week, Benny. It's a huge, huge honour to have him on the show. He's one of Australia's greatest sporting stars. And since making his international debut at the age of 20, our guest has gone on and played professional football all around the world in countries like England, Belgium and Spain. Como esta señorita bonita. <laughs> After helping Australia qualify for its fifth straight FIFA World Cup, our guest will be a key part of the Socceroos quest at glory later this year in Qatar. Tonight, my guest in the spirit of sport is Socceroos skipper, Matty Ryan. Matty, thanks for joining us. Yes. <laughs> thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, we got there, man. You're a, you're a very busy man. And obviously, you've had a, a huge couple of weeks Let's start with that, mate. How's that been? Obviously, the emotional roller coaster, but achieving what you guys did, qualifying for another World Cup. What was what was that event like? Yeah, mate. Um, for us, the pinnacle, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, as you know, in professional sport, when you you know you, you sit down and put a plan together with a with a group of guys um, to go out there and do something special, and you know all that's involved and what it takes to you know go and make that plan. Um, you know, come to fruition. There's uh, there's no better feeling, and uh, just you know, super stoked for for everyone involved. Yeah, mate. And the way it happened was so dramatic and such a like a it just made it so much more exciting. As a captain and leader of a team like that, how do you keep the boys, you know, their nerves at bay and, and get make sure they can get on with the job and, and get the job done? Um, I think yeah, experience obviously helps. Um, you know. Throughout one's career, you know, playing in big games and you know important moments. Um, I think it's it's important to you know hone in on I guess the opportunity that those moments bring you, and and not to sort of focus on perhaps the, the negative aspects that um, guys that are perhaps not so experienced may be thinking of, like you know high pressure moment and if we fail this or you know it would mean this or stuff like that. I think it's to try and make more of an emphasis on you know, the opportunity that you have to do something special and, you know, etch your name into the history of the sport and, and the moment. And I think ultimately create a, a lifelong memory through being successful because obviously monumental moments in, in one's lifetime is exactly what that does. And, you know, I dare say the way it played out, um, you know, through this whole campaign and obviously most recently there in Qatar in that last game against Peru, which is going to be a, a night that, you know, not only us players are going to remember for the rest of our lives and, and the staff, but I think, you know, all of the... You know, all Australians out there that tuned in and we're watching it and, you know, what more can you ask for? Yeah. You've had a, you had a while to um, sit and reflect and digest it all. Uh, looking back on it now, um, what are some of the standout moments for you? Um, I think, I just think the adversity of it all with COVID on top and, yeah. um, you know, the travel as well, not come, not being able to play home games back home in Australia also. Um and, you know, along the way, uh, you know, guys, you know, weren't able to come in because they obviously contracted COVID and all that. And, you know, there was even a stage there when we were qualifying and we couldn't come back into Australia. And then the Australian players that, you know, were, there was quite a few of them, you know, being, you know, a core contingent of, of the squad. They were unable to leave Australia as well because it was meaning, you know, two-week quarantines when they were coming back and all this type of stuff. So, you know, throughout the campaign, the, the squad, 
you know, it's quite thin. We have to reach far and wide to to get personnel in, and um, you know. But as as life goes, you know, you've got to keep rolling up the sleeves and dealing with the situation and yeah. the circumstances that you're in. And obviously, the better that we're able to adjust and adapt and improvise, um, you know, the better it served us. And yeah, we, you know, even in two camps, just the, our manager, our coach, Graham Arnold, he had to isolate and wasn't around the squad in, in two of the camps that we played as well. And yeah, I think there's just a lot of hardship and adversity along the way. And yeah. uh, on top of that, probably no one gave us a chance or no one thought that we were, you know, a, a chance of qualifying. And, you know, to come out the other side, having, having done that, um, you know, it's a pretty satisfying feeling. And, you know, we've got a World Cup to look forward to at the end of the year. Yeah, man. You talk about the journey. You guys, I think it was 20 games in the World Cup qualification phase, 16 of those being out of Australia. How, like that, that campaign and COVID and everything you did, someone like you who's you know a senior player in that team and a leader, how emotionally draining is that whole campaign to, to get to where you got to? Yeah, mate. You know, there's obviously the challenges um, within all that. Um, like you say, you know, in, in saying that, there was players and in, in obviously teams in other scenarios that had players dropped out, but I don't think, you know, other teams along the way weren't able to go to their home countries to play or, you know, then their squads were even thinner because they weren't able to have access to certain players in their home country and all that. So I think, you know, we were really unique in the in the qualification uh, phase with, with those aspects, which made it even tougher for us. And, um, and I think, you know, like you got to use your life experience at the end of the day. And like I said, you you, you just got to roll with the punches. And, um, you know, it's a test of your resilience and your character and all that or how you deal with those moments and those scenarios. And, you know, fortunately, I've had, you know, plenty of influential people along the way that I've sort of, you know, been really attentive to and how they deal with things and go about life. And, um, you know, the role models within the team that were before me when I was a youngster coming through and, I guess it's just the the way in which they you know confront these moments and you know these challenges and they just meet them head on and you know there's no other um, no other option other than to to do it that way and and you know the better that you can do that you know the more success we're going to have so I think um, that's sort of drained into to us um, as a group from the coaching staff and obviously from you know the experienced guys as well that you just got to keep uh, keep pushing on no matter what the scenario is and. You know, find ways to, I guess, find solutions for you know the adversity and the challenges that you're facing, and you know that's all, all we try to do. I think uh, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, who were some of those guys that you were able to glean off, glean off um, coming through, and kind of learn those leadership qualities that you're displaying now? Yeah, I mean, when I first come into the squad, um, you know, there's lots of Mark Schwarzer, Harry Kill, Timmy Cahill, Mille Yedinak, uh, Mark Milligan. Obviously, those latter names I mentioned there yeah. were, you know, around a lot longer than, um, you know, than the, you know, the first names that I mentioned. You know, Marco Bresciano as well, uh, Lucas Neal in the beginning also, um, and you know, it's it, it comes as, um, you know, no surprise to me that it's no coincidence that you know, it always seems to be the guys that just go that extra length to you know, make sure, you know, they can be at the top of their game by being that little bit more professional or doing a little bit more extra in the gym to make sure you're on top of your game. Or, yeah. You know, those little details, it comes as no surprise to me that they're the guys that go on to have, you know, the more, you know, probably outstanding careers than perhaps others that perhaps don't go to those lengths in, in order to, you know, be as successful as what they can. So I think it was just, you know, I was always someone growing up 
you know, that was really attentive. And, you know, I guess I realized early that, you know, you can learn a lot from each and every individual out there, no matter what they're doing or who they are. And I've always just tried to be very attentive and, and learn and, and try and live the most fulfilling, joyful and successful life that I can. And, you know, I've had lots of lessons along the way that I've, I've tried to you know, take those lessons on board and implement myself to, yeah, to, to live the best life that I can and, and help whichever team that I'm representing be as successful as they can also. That's awesome, man. And we're not going to talk too much about your, your power eels, mate, because I know it's, uh, it wasn't our, our week this week. Um, touchy, touchy subject. Oh, mate, you and I are both, my friend. But you know what? It's um, uh-huh. As a boy coming from Sydney's West, you know, it's it's such an incredible story to see where you came from and, and what you're doing. There's so much people out of West Sydney that are so proud of you and, and look up to you so much, mate. Um, looking at that, at the World Cup now, is is there a goal that you, you and Graham Arnold have as leaders that you see yourself wanting to achieve? Yeah, I mean, you know, we want to be the greatest soccer moves team ever. And, yeah, that's awesome. You know, until now, um, we've only, in, in, our career, in our, you know, World Cup career as, as a national team soccer moves, we've only won group games, I believe. Um, it's been a common theme of conversations. And, you know, we want to go there and, you know, smash all previous records that we've set at a tournament and want to go there and, uh, you know, be a force to be reckoned with. I think, you know, as a squad, we've proven to ourselves now that, you know, in sport and, and life, anything is possible. And no one gave us a chance against Peru's meant to be ranked in the top 30 teams in the world. And, um, you know, Australia's meant to be, obviously, minnows. And, you know, we're ranked stuff and, uh, you know, South American nation and they're meant to be so much better than we as a you know, football nation and all that. But I think, you know, as long as we're on our game, you know, the best version of our game, we can we can compete against anyone. And, yeah. you know, that's going to be our mindset going in there. We're not going there to make up the numbers or whatever. As a, you know, a small minnow country that's not meant to play football. I mean, ourselves, we want to go there and, you know, we want to give it the best crack that we got. And we've shown that, you know, our best crack is good enough to compete with the best. And, you know, that's going to be our mindset heading heading into the tournament. Yeah, that's awesome, Matty. And we won't keep you much longer, but just in terms of post, you know, sporting career, you you know, you present very well, you speak very well, you got a huge following of like you know of football fans that are obviously very proud of you. What does the next chapter look like? What you, is there anything post football that you see yourself doing? Um, as in career post football, did you say? Yeah, in in ten years time when you retire, or fifteen years time. Yeah, mate, you're spot on, you know. There's not a lot of voices that refer to it as football or horse, you know. Obviously, they refer to the rugby league and, <laughs> and you know, your knowledge your knowledge on the goalkeepers as well, you know. Like, that's definitely my aim. I want to yeah. go for as long as I can and, you know, play at as high a level for as long as I can as well. Um, you know, as goalkeepers, can, we can go into our 40s and all that. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I'm always trying to, you know, go the extra length to look after my body, um, you know, eat well, sleep well and all that during the season. And, yeah. and I find that little bit of balance of having a good time as well, you know, which is important. But, um, yeah, I, I sort of at this minute, I sort of tell myself that, yeah, I feel like I've still got such a long way to go in my career that all my attention and my energy is sort of focused on on that and, and still trying to do the best I can with all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about if, I'm, you know, coaching at this minute doesn't really sort of tickle my fancy a little bit. Maybe something to do within the media or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. I could see that. Uh, I'm not too sure. But, you know, also, you know, managing, I guess, my, my finances and assets and all those types of stuff as well, you know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, hitting the golf course quite a, quite a bit as yeah, well. Yeah, good on you. Nice. Or something like that, you know. I enjoy some golf. So, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's something that probably over these, you know, the next couple of years, I probably should knuckle down and, and focus on a little bit more for that transition. And um, you know, if I've done you know half as good as what you've you know you've done to me um, <laughs> in the transition, then uh, I want to be doing something about right. it. Let me give you a tip. If you end up in media, you're way too pretty for radio, mate. Radio is for people like us with, with heads like this, mate. Get that. Get your head on the TV. Uh, mate, we, we do, we're do. we so grateful for your time. Hey, also the listenership, Benny, they want to know, uh, and I know the answer to this because I asked him the other day, but your, your status right now, Matty, uh, your relationship status. Can we, can we, can the listeners know, please? <laughs> yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, sing, single they, man still, still looking for love out there, you know. So, singles. Is there any senoritas uh, out there in uh, Spain yeah. listening to 1170 or in Sydney? <laughs> Go and find him. Hey, uh, Matty, well, honestly, I know we've said this a number of times on this show, but we are, we're so grateful, one, for your time, but yeah, two, we, we admire what you're doing. We're, we're, there's a whole you know country of, of young football fans uh, and even people that don't love football, they really admire what you guys have done and we're so proud to watch you guys out in the World Cup and from someone that's known you for a long time now to see your progression and you grow um, in your sporting career but also you know the person you've become to as well now and the leader you've become is something that's really great to see and, and I admire you as well mate so thank you so much for your time all the best in the coming months and we just can't wait to see you kick some butt over in Qatar mate Hey, thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate the words coming from you know yourself as well mate I've got the utmost respect for you and what you've done in your career as well and um yeah, proud Western Sydneyans and, and all that. And, you know, hopefully we can continue to, you know, inspire, you know, the youth out there to, to go and chase their dreams because I think you and I both admit, you know, we're, we're examples that, you know, dreams come true. And, yeah, you know, it's uh, if we can help encourage, you know, more people out there to go and uh, chase their dreams and, you know, make the best of their lives and whatnot, then uh, yeah, it can only be a good thing. But uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it and I appreciate the support. And, yeah, hopefully we can... Uh, you know, keep making Australia proud into the into the future. You're a legend. Yeah, Thanks so much, Matty. Appreciate it, mate. All right, cheers, guys. Cheers. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.